and welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Once again, spiritual believers and listeners, I like to continue sharing the revelations that the Holy Spirit has given me from Dr. Robert Morris's book, Beyond Blessed. It's a sequel to, or really, uh, it came as a, or should have been a prequel of the book, The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life dealt with how to become a generous giver, and it was primarily based on your heart. God wants your heart, and there are several spiritual forces that he must free his children from in order for them to be effective and generous givers. One of them is the spirit of mammon, and there are twin, um, I guess, entities that reside in it, poverty, spirit, mentality, and the materialistic or prosperity mentality when we should be provision-minded and focus on God, Abba Father, Yue Vahe, being our source. And once we put God first, first things first, God in all that we do, acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will make straight our paths. So it has been just awesome to move to Beyond Blessed, which basically deals with stewardship. And without being a good steward, you can never be a generous giver. It is pretty exciting. The revelation, once again, it goes back to the heart. And, of course, we must have the correct mindset But this also deals with understanding that everything, our bodies, our our souls, our spirit, everything we have belongs to God. And so God trains us at a very young age with the tithe, which is 10% of of everything you have, 10% of all your increase goes to God first. And if it's not first, then it's not the tithe. And of course, offerings come in next, and there are all kinds of offerings, and I'll talk about that another time. But the bottom line is, it can, once you walk in this and you begin to trust God, then He can stretch your faith to the point that He can use you to do mighty things. I've been so privileged. God has had me watch um, the lives of Andrew Womack, who basically had nothing, and matter of fact, had had a had a um, a mindset, a poverty mindset, and God had to really work and transform him. But the good news about Andrew Womack was that he was willing to do whatever it took to be a disciple, to be used by God. And so, very obedient, and he continued to walk with God in his life. And he's fierce in his reading and the studying of the Word of God. 
And so God give, gave him deeper and deeper revelation. And eventually he had a revelation in the early 2000s about taking the limits off of God. And he eventually built Karis Bible College, which is in Denver. And it <laughs> this, this, this college is phenomenal. And over several million dollars of buildings debt-free debt-free that's what i said debt-free and it's just awesome to watch god move in the lives of men and women who truly trust him with their finances which is the least and of course because of that it opens up so many doors for him and his family where he actually raised um, people from the dead including his wife and he got to see through his prayers his son his his younger son was raised from the dead after being five hours in the morgue in the hospital toe tag on their toe he set up and now he, because of that he's had a child so Angie Womack has a very special grandchild granddaughter and I, I look at the great men T.D. Jakes and Pastor Bill Winston and I look at my godfather and I Creflo Dollar all these men who have been faithful stewards um, Kenneth Copeland faithful stewards of what God has given them I also see the transformation of my local church, All Nations Church, where my pastors, Pastors Steve and Yvonne Dow, are growing stronger and stronger in the Word and have been faithful um, in following the assignment of our of our church, the assignment God has given them for our church, which is All Nations church so we've seen a lot of exciting things start have happening to us all so this book beyond the blessed life i talk or i learned and i'm teaching more about stewardship and one of the biggest revelations that's came that a lot of christians are not aware of is that god is not happy with the status quo God is not happy that you're the if you're the same that you were last year there's been no growth in your life then you're in trouble because God considers that wicked that's why he considers that wicked and so we must make sure that we examine ourselves ask the help of the Holy Spirit and we should have increase in every aspect of our lives and even though we may have not been good stewards in certain areas in our lives we can always repent and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to become a good steward to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of the things shall be added unto us it's been quite interesting as as we progress through this 
season and there have been a lot of Christians that have been under serious and severe spiritual attack from the enemy, including myself. And this is the first time that I've had to deal with a lot of physical um, issues and definitely uh, attacks from um, the enemy. But nothing, nothing will stop me from fulfilling the destiny that God has given me and nothing will stop me from seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So it's been quite um, interesting as I go through this journey of beyond the blessed life. Um, how to be a good steward and how to discern and walk with God in every aspect of our lives. And in many cases, as I was um, trying to explain um, to our congregation, once you make up your mind that you want God to have total access to your mind, your will, and your emotions, total access to your body and your spirit. Once you have said, I am yours, I am a living sacrifice, then you can start walking in another level of the gifts of the spirit. And one of the interesting things that I shared just recently in our Monday night prayer service that we have at 7 p.m. at All Nations Church on Mondays was God has spoken to me a while back about no more soft targets. So what is a soft target? A soft target is a person who has no weapon, no, no defense, nothing, and a gunman or somebody um whatever with a, some kind of weapon comes in and slaughters them like sheep right and it's really really sad we, we've we had a lot of this um, awful carnage in our elementary school uh, just in Texas recently we've had this in our churches doing Bible study we've had it in the movie theaters it's just very, very sad where you have defenseless little babies, little kindergartners, first, second, third, and fourth graders and older and high school students and teachers slaughtered, you know, because of Satan basically entering, having access to the bodies of these individuals who don't know God <laughs> um, and so they have total Satan has total access to these creatures and they go in and they kill and destroy what well, God spoke to me some time ago about that and he said no more soft targets and I was so excited by the word I didn't really reflect and think on it 
like I should have. And of course, there was a time where there were no more soft targets, meaning the innocent were no longer being killed or butchered by Satan's um, people, right? So when they had the massacre of the 19 children in Texas, I just said, what happened here? Because if it's God, there will be no more soft targets. So either A, that wasn't God, it was me, or B, that was God and I misunderstood what he was telling me. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to come before the throne and ask for no more soft targets. So I have been going, I, I have um, a group of people who we've been walking um, through the Capitol for over two years now. And basically in, in walking, doing this prayer walk, um, I shared that we will now start praying for no more soft targets, right? So we will no longer have, we will not stand on the sidelines anymore. We are going into spiritual warfare for the defenseless, for the teachers, for the children, for the nursing homes, for the hospitals, for the churches, for wherever the enemy sends his people to kill, steal, and destroy. We are going to stand in the gap and we are going to cry out to the Father, no more soft targets, no more innocent people killed, have no no, no way to protect themselves. It is a powerful thing to have this opportunity and it's partly due to me transitioning and becoming a true living sacrifice and being able to walk in the beyond the blessed life, right? So as I um, walk through this um, journey, I, I, um, I'm like in awe of the things that God is being has been revealing to me concerning his kingdom and his people. So as we continue studying, we're learning that there's some things that we must make sure that we are walking in in order to be a good steward. And the first thing, of course, is God is first. We're tithers, givers. We must have a budget. We need to adhere to our budget. And we need to make sure that... Mm, I cannot put it. That we honor... God in all our ways. We need to have an attitude, an attitude of thanksgiving, um, uh, of praise, of worship, and we need to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. 
And as we mature, we need to grow. And if we're not growing, then that too is a not good. God expects increase. And so, as I take this journey with you, all my listeners and the people that come to the Bible study on Sunday at 9 a.m., at All Nations Church, which is off of Shearer Road, across from Fun Station, around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese, we must consider what is our purpose and our destiny. God wants us to be blessed, but he also wants us to be a blessing to others. And we're coming into a time where we're going to have to be a help the baby Christians, the younger Christians, the the children, the, the not mature Christians um, <laughs> to make it right. We have we need more fathers and mothers in the body of Christ. In essence, mature Christians, and we need all offices in in the body of Christ to be work, working in full function. We um, had an opportunity to listen to an awesome prophet of God, prophet, I think it's Tommy, I think it is. And he's um, from Nigeria, but they live in, him and his twin brother live in the UK, Windsor. I believe that's where they live. And, um, and he has been used, him and his brother have been mildly been used in the office of the prophet. And the one thing that's coming out of what I'm doing, which is trying to help the body of Christ to get their finances in order so that we can walk in, in the abundant life and be prepared for the great wealth transfer. And God is not going to transfer wealth to people who are unable to tithe, give offerings, and to be trusted. He's not looking for reservoir of people who are selfish. He's looking for people who are going to be truly conduit. And guess what? Don't deceive yourself. Those of you who say, well, when I finally get enough money, I, you know, I'll, I'll give. No, you have to do it now. Just like John, just like Rockefeller said, he he said he would have never been able to tithe off his first million if he had not tithed off his first dollar. And you look at Chick-fil-A. I mean, I'm in awe of that. But there's a man that put God first. And because of that, Chick-fil-A is flourishing when the other fast food places are not. So we need to make sure that we understand that we are truly servants of the Most High God, that we belong to Him, and that we need to acknowledge God in all our ways. We need to make sure that we put God first, that we are tithers, that we are budgeters, that we are givers. But most importantly, we need to give where the Holy Spirit tells us to give, right? 
So it's been it's been very interesting journey. And we need to understand that we we have to in some cases take it by force and make sure that we use this tongue this tongue to be because there's life and death in the power of our tongue. So we need to learn how to make sure that our tongue is is in alignment with what God says and not what we think or see or what the world wants us to say. We need to be about our father's business and we need to make sure that our tongues are indeed in alignment with God's holy word and that we are in alignment our wills become like the will whatever God will is that's our will right our emotions are purified with the blood of Jesus and our mind is becomes the mind of Christ because the soul is the linchpin between the body and the spirit and whatever the spirit and the soul decide that's what the body will carry through and so it has been very um, interesting to learn these things and to acknowledge God in all our ways and we need to get ready for what is coming and what is coming is is that we're going to need to be walking in the supernatural we must must walk in the supernatural well what do you what do you mean by that dr davis i mean just this god sent elijah to to zarephath to help a widow right because really it was a widow and her son that they were like all the other widows that were in israel and other places that were dying from the what famine the drought that elijah said there would be no rain until he said so and of course he wasn't saying so because ahab and his wife jezebel did uh, actually <laughs> when i have idols had other gods and that's one thing that's a no-no with god the father idolatry and so what ended up happening was he left the, the brook sheriff where he was being fed that God had sent the ravens to bring him food and, and he had water from the brook but eventually the brook dried up and guess what Elijah didn't move until God told him to move and then when he did send him he had spoken to the widow God spoke to the widow in advance says I'm sending you someone I want you to take care of she was in the process of getting two sticks of wood and the rest of the little oil she had left and the bread she was going to cook it for her and her son and they were going to eat it and die when Elijah showed up and asked for a cup of water and as she walked to get the water he said and bring me a piece of um, of the cake that you make a little piece and she said she turned around and looked at Elijah she said as your God liveth 
I was take these two sticks. I was going to cook this and my son not going to eat this and die. But because she had gotten the word from the Lord that he was sending his man of God and that he was sustained her and her son and what? Elijah, if she would obey. And so she obeyed, obeyed in a time of famine. She obeyed Elijah, but primarily she obeyed God. And she basically went in and made the cake, gave Elijah first, which is the principle of first things what? First. So because of that, the oil and the and the meal that they were eating from lasted three and a half years, approximately, right? <laughs> so this is awesome. And Andrew Walmart believes that, and I'm in agreement with him, that every time when she made the, the meal for them for that day, he got the, the prophet of God got first, which continued the tithing, basically, continued the spiritual um, um, release of putting God's first. And guess what? Same thing, you know, God everywhere, everywhere you look at people that put God first, Chick-fil-A, Rockefeller, he, he was a big tither, right? Um, people that put God first, they always prosper. They prosper when others are floundering and God provides for them and protects them. Yes. This this principle of putting God's first is an act of what? Faith. That's why the tithe is an act of faith. Tithe must be first. A lot of people such as myself, when we started off tithing, we were robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? So Basically, when you tithe, you don't have enough money. And that's why a lot of people don't tithe, right? So basically, you have to trust God to do what he says he's going to do. And guess what? He says it in Malachi chapter 3. He says, trust him, right? He says, bring all the tithe and offerings into his storehouse so that his house may have meat. And prove him now. That means test me. That's the only place in the word of God that God says, test me. And I will make straight your path. I've got, I, I, can't, I can't tell you time and time again when I should have ran out of gas. When I shouldn't have had a job. When I didn't have enough money to pay my bill. God gave me favor. God just graced me over and over again. Protected my children. Protected my mother. Protected those I love. I was um, talking to one of the elders in our church, Mark. And I really loved them dearly. When I was first arrived at the church, I was newly divorced and the kids went off to Thanksgiving with their father. So I was all alone. And, you know, most people didn't think about it, but Mark and Jan Foley, they thought about it. And they invited me to their home. And 
for not for Thanksgiving, not one time, two times, but three times, and actually sat me at the head of the table, treating me like I was. Oh, it was just awesome. You know how they treated me with so much love and so much kindness. And so over the years, you know, we have we have been in communion together and have a great love for Christ Jesus, and we share. Uh, the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives us and recently um, Jan had to go up for some surgery and Mark had asked me to pray and it was just awesome you know we prayed and Jesus heard our cry and the surgeon canceled the sur- surgery I said thank you Jesus that was God that was God so Dr. Davis what's that got to do with being a good steward let me just tell you When you're a good steward, God will do everything in his power, everything in his power to bless your life beyond money, beyond money. I I will continue this conversation, but I would like to end this with my saying that Mm, I just want to say that if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and was raised from the dead, and now sits at the right hand of the Father, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you can, you are saved. So thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94.